Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. May 10th, 2023. Pump day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. This week doesn't have the same fanfare as last week necessarily. Not the same hoopla, but it is still moving along well. Weather's been pretty nice. Not too much to complain about. And luckily for a sports radio show, a lot to talk about, which we're going to do today. Nick Roush, how are you? How was your Tuesday? What's up, buddy? I would um, kind of disagree. Uh, it just, it's just been busy trying to figure stuff out and, you know, uh, just feel like there's a mountain of stuff to do. And um, I missed out on some of my mountain of stuff to do because I fell asleep putting the kid down at like 8 o'clock last night. So we're trying to get the grease these wheels. I guess it's a long, slow, slow grind back to normalcy. But we're, I, I, we're getting there. We're, we're chipping away. We're fighting away. Um, slowly but surely. Yeah, that's part of it for me. It's just the... It's been very busy, a lot to catch up on from last week. And when you're busy, you look down at the watch and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, time to go to bed. Well, here we go. And the day just goes on and on. Scoots, how, how are you? How was your Tuesday? Uh, I'm good. I, I was, I'm like you, TJ. This week for me has flown. I couldn't believe it when we came on today and you were like, oh, it's hump day. I'm like, wait, what? Seriously, it's already hump day? So that's pretty cool. That that put me in a good mood. Um, I was already in a good mood. It was a good night. I had a great night of sleep. Me and Roush were talking about it briefly before we came on. It was nice and cold last night, so I did the thing where I slept with the window open. And when I woke up this morning, it was 49 degrees outside. So needless to say, I was freezing when I woke up. But I was able to get up, get this day started. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this this hump day, as you put it. So. Yeah, I'm good. Well, what do you got? What do you got going on today? Uh, so I've got to produce for the bats. They start at 11:05 today. Pre-game will start at 10:35. So if you're interested in that, make sure to tune in. I'll uh, I'll be on the board for that. So hopefully that wraps up about 1:30, 2 o'clock at the latest. And I really want to go golfing, but a lot of the courses around me are pretty packed up today. So I might just hit up the old driving range. I probably need to do that anyways to get my shot back, but. Yeah, prob- it's probably going to be a driving range day for old Scoots. 
So you've already looked at tea times, the courses in your area, and they're booked. There's there is Elk Run. I could get on at Elk Run, but I have to wait until three. And I'm thinking this game will be over about two at the absolute latest. So I don't want to have to just dilly dally until three. I want to go right after the game and play some golf. So if that turns out to be the driving range, then driving range it is. You know, bats, they sometimes play a little longer than you think. Yeah. And then you can get there, pay. Oh, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it. Don't don't worry. Take, take a few putts. And uh, I don't Does Elk Run have a driving range or a place you can kind of hit balls? They do not have around? a driving range, but they have a two separate. They have a putting green and a chipping green. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you drive for show. You, you putt and chip for dough. Absolutely. So. Everyone knows that. That's what people say. Yeah, they really, really do. Well, you know, if you wanted to use your big Exports Radio golf card, you could get on some of the nicest courses in the area for under $25 a round, cart included. We mentioned Elk Run. It is part of the 2023 Big Exports Radio golf card, and you should go to Big Exports Radio today to get yours. There's plenty of other great courses as well. Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana, it's uh, it's a tiny little bit of a drive from Louisville, but it's not a bad drive. And in terms of drives in Indiana goes, it's actually a relatively pretty drive, all things considered. Uh, you can also play Wooded View. I've not checked that out yet. Old Capitol, I've not been out there either. Valley View, and then new to the course this year, Park Mammoth, one of the nicest courses in the entire state. Go to BigExportsRadio.com to get yours today or call 812 725 1457. Man, what did you? Oh, go, yeah, go ahead, Scoots. What did you is the course that I wanted to play today because I haven't played it all season. Actually, I don't even know if I played it. Oh, I did play it last year, but not very much. That's normally a course I play more than any other. Um, but they have zero tee times today. So must be having a scramble or it's booked up or aerating the greens or something because that's really unusual for them. But maybe I'll give them a call here after a while. Well, good. You, you you absolutely should. A lot of great courses on the Big X Sports Radio golf card, and better than the courses, the price. How are you, TJ, before we move on? You, you could play a goat ranch these days and still have to pay, you know, 35 40 bucks. Include the cart. Maybe sometimes it's even a little bit more. You get the goat, too? You get to take home a goat, which is oh, usually nice. a pretty nice uh, perk. Uh, but <laughs> a lot of times, people don't have any room for a goat. They, they don't want to feed it. They don't know what to do with it. Reminds me of the quote from Wedding Crashers, where it's like, "You got to stop." She she didn't keep that kitten you got her. I know you didn't keep that thing. Uh, same same with the goats on the golf course. Scoots, I'm fine. Uh, weirdly, like a little bit more tired this morning. Slept till my alarm, which I hardly never do, uh, but also went to bed a tiny bit later than normal. A tiny bit? Busy. We You texted at like 1040. I was like, what in the heck? So for you to be up sending a text at 1040 and for me to be up to receive that text at 1040, the odds of that are astronomically low. Well... I mean, I'm probably usually up most nights at 1040, but I'm probably like eyes closed trying to fall asleep. So, uh, yeah, I guess you're 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 correct. And was a little bit later of a night than normal. Uh, what did worked then had dinner at my dad's and some of the kiddos were over there. So that was fun. They got to Lucy got to fish for the first time, although she didn't really do the, the fishing. But we caught a fish, and she got to touch it and look at it and make Ooh. her little fish face, which she loves to do. Which is little, <laughs> you know, you can do yep. a fish face where you are right now. You know what I'm Swears. talking about. Yeah, it's a yeah. good time. And then got home and uh, 
my parents, very nice of them, for my birthday, got me pat new new deck for furniture or patio furniture, but it's going to be on the deck, so it's deck furniture. And uh, it arrived yesterday. My birthday was March 11th, so just about two months later. And so I put that stuff together until about like 10:15 at night. About it was not, not it took forever, mainly just because they don't let you screw in things with a screw you have to use it has a name and i don't know what it is but it's just that little thing that looks like an l like an uppercase l is that an is that an allen wrench yeah yeah those things suck you're yeah i'm i'm with you i I don't know why you would choose to use an allen wrench as your assembly tool versus i may maybe it has something to do with the materials or something but those things suck so bad they never stay in it's hard to get in return Uh, oh my gosh my so forearms hard. feels like scoots after a Twitter like session right now. Like they're burning. They're burning. So, and it's not even like it was hard assembly, but it's just like having to use that one tool for probably like 50, 50 little screws all evening. Well, it just was so time consuming. But the weather is really nice. I had the Bat Cats on the radio, which was a lot of fun. They let Tennessee Tech hang around a little bit, and then the Bat Cats explosion happened. I think what in like the fifth or sixth inning and, and they poured it on and and didn't look back and the Batcats got the win and they finished the regular season only dropping one midweek game give it up for the Batcats everybody that's yeah. incredible one midweek Ooh. game way to go Nick Mingione hats off to you an SEC team should do very well in the midweek these are kind of your Shake off some rust from the weekend series. You're playing most times a, a team from an inferior conference. When it comes to the SEC, most of the teams are from an inferior conferences. But we're talking about non-Power 5 baseball teams, which in baseball, Power 5 designation doesn't mean nearly as much as really any other sport. But they took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. Their lone loss was the kind of the stinker against U of L. I wish they would have gotten a second game against U of L. It was it was canceled, never made up, unfortunately. But that was their one midweek loss. That is incredible to do. And when we talked about this season, I was not overly optimistic about it. I made that pretty clear. But we did talk about you have to take care of your midweek games if you want this season to amount to anything because the SEC is just so dang tough. Now, not only did the Batcats take care of their midweek games like they were supposed to, they're hanging tough in the SEC, Roush. And, I, you know, normally we kind of do more just like casual conversation fodder in the first segment before we dive right into sports topics. But I don't think people quite understand that the SEC championship is still in play for the Batcats. Unlikely, yes, but still in play. They're three games out with six games to go. Crazier things have happened. Now they have to go on the road to Knoxville. They have Florida coming to town. Those are two good programs, good teams. I believe Tennessee's still ranked. I know Florida is, obviously. If if they were to go five and one, it wouldn't be impossible. They'd probably have to go five and one though, or or six and zero. Oh. I don't think four four and two. You'd need a lot of help, and it probably would be unrealistic. However, four and two Roush probably would get them top four in the SEC. And people forget this because UK baseball never really does squat in the SEC tournament. They had an okay little run last year. Top four in the SEC, you don't play in the SEC tournament until Wednesday, and you're automatically in the double elimination round. So that really, really helps. It guarantees you at least two games in the SEC tournament, makes your run 
so much easier from a pitching perspective. And that is very much in play for the Batcats, something I never thought I'd say. We joked about like making the SEC conference tournament was was going to be the challenge. They're going to make it. They're not going to have any issues with it. And there's a good chance they finish top four and have a, a much easier road in the SEC tournament. If you do that, you're, you're definitely going to probably have a national seed and, and means you're going to host some NCAA tournament games. So a lot still on the line for the Batcats, but hats off for a job well done up to this point, but not mission complete just yet. Still two very important SEC series down the pipe. And they're, they're after the, something seemed to kind of click in that South Carolina series. Their pitching has been a lot better. They've done a lot better job throwing strikes. Defensively, they've been one of the best teams in the country all season. They don't let people steal on them. They don't have a ton of errors. It's, it's a good group that seems to be clicking at the right time. That's one of the nice things and kind of one of the concerning things about baseball is things can change quickly. If you're playing poorly, it, it, you can snap your fingers and go on a run just like that and surprise everybody. And that's what the Batcats are doing right now. Or you could be playing really well, have a really bad game, kind of get blown out, and then the wheels can fall off and it can start a bad stretch. There's still plenty of baseball left for UK for their ebbs and flows to go in different directions. But right now, it seems like they're moving in the right direction at the right time with only six games left on the season, all conference games. But again, this has been a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. It's been a lot more exciting and entertaining. And I love having college baseball to follow here as we approach mid-May and, and later into the month. So again, hats off to Nick Mangione and the Batcats. They're, they're doing a hell of a job this season. I will say uh, the one midweek game they did lose was the one uh, most important one. But, you know, we're not going to linger on the bat. That's that's way too – that's a negative Nancy approach to this. We don't need to be because um, the Batcats have exceeded expectations. And uh, I'm excited. Like, the, the way they can finish the season two, traveling to Tennessee, a team that's very much hated by very many folks – uh, and not just not just folks in Kentucky. People don't like don't like that guy's program. Uh, the head coach's name doesn't come to mind, but they're obnoxious. They're jerks. Uh, going down there and uh, TCO being taking care of business would be uh, would be a big deal. Get a, get a nice little sweep there. And you're right, TJ. I don't. There's a chance it'd be an outside one. But even if that SEC tournament bracket is such a weird format. If you can get one of those upper seeds to bypass some of the early stages of it, it'd be huge. It'd be absolutely huge. And I wouldn't be shocked to see if, like, UK fans knew, hey, they're a top four seed in the SEC baseball tournament. They're not going to probably outdraw LSU and some of those other teams. But I bet you'd see a lot of UK fans if they, hey, we know we're hitting two games. We know we don't start till Wednesday. I bet you, like, I, th I think UK baseball to some degree, maybe not necessarily a sleeping giant, but a sleeping Roush, like very large, very, very big. And just got to wake up a little bit. Just got to, got to get going. And if they're, if, if they can host, especially, I think you're going to see crowds at Kentucky Proud Park that I certainly didn't think possible this season. I didn't think possible last season. And, maybe starting to wake up a little bit. It'd be really, really exciting. We've always spoke highly of Nick Mingione as a person, not so much necessarily as a baseball coach, admittedly. 
prove us wrong. And he's he's doing it this year. Uh, some scores around the league from yesterday. South Carolina, ooh, they lose again to North Florida this time. So get swept by ooh. the Batcats. They come back at home, lose to North Florida. Ugh, that's not very good for them. And that's a good reminder, too, that we can't take the midweek wins for granted. Oh no! For sure. yeah, absolutely. I mean, every I mean, there, team there, has had a stinker or two during the midweek, and not Kentucky though. There's been some where, uh, like, you'll, you'll I'll get on Twitter on like a Wednesday morning, and LSU has lost to Lafayette, and mm-hmm. Mississippi State has lost to some other Sun Belt team. Like, it, it, it's just like a oh gosh, that was a rough night. Um, but Kentucky hasn't hasn't fell victim to that. Only losing to Louisville, and then. On top of it all, like if you look at the uh, the way they power rate baseball uh, with RPI and all, all the different rankings, it's very, very amusing how much further ahead the SEC is than the rest of the country. Yeah, and that's another thing to remember whenever the selection is for the NCAA baseball tournament. RPI, I believe, heavily used. Batcats, number one. We're number one. Mississippi State was losing to Memphis in baseball last night in the third inning, but rain delay, they ended up canceling that game. All the other SEC teams that played, they won, including Vanderbilt going to Jim Patterson Stadium in Louisville, defeating the Cards 12-8 to in 12 innings. UofL baseball. Oh, that's tough. Uh, by the way, they, that's a rivalry, Vanderbilt and Louisville, which to some degree is like a little bit embarrassing that Vandy and Louisville have a rivalry. They have a trophy. It's a little barrel. It's kind of cool. Wait, they have a trophy? Yeah, they have a trophy. It's a barrel. <laughs> oh, because all the whiskey in Nashville. And people like Vanderbilt fans flooded the U of L baseball social media page. They were like, barrel's coming back home to us. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. I'm jealous of that. However, what I'm not jealous of, U of L currently on the outside looking in of. The ACC tournament. What? <laughs> yeah, what? I know. If the ACC tournament started today, they would not be a part of it. And the ACC does their tournament differently than the it's, SEC does. They do pool, like pool play. It's like pool play, isn't it? Yeah. Right now, they wouldn't be involved in the pool play, which I would wonder, could you make the NCAA tournament not making your conference tournament when your conference tournament isn't – I mean, the ACC is okay at baseball, but it's not the SEC – so, I don't know. I don't know. They may be on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament as well, but they, they could have definitely used a big-time win last evening. Came up a little bit short in extra innings. So, more baseball talk than we've probably discussed all season, but... That's one, what happens when you win. Exactly, which is good. We want we want this, and uh, we're excited about it. So, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Like Roush said, they hit Knoxville this weekend, the Batcats do, and then they return home for their senior series weekend, senior night weekend against Florida, which... Yeah, it's always awkward. Yeah, I don't know really what you call it. Because they, they'll have like senior day on Saturday, and then they'll play again on Sunday. Yeah, well, this series on... I, I think you are right about that. The series against Florida does start Thursday, so it is a Thursday to Saturday. And that Thursday game, Roush, 6.30, many people are wondering, are the KRC boys going to make an appearance? It's possible. Uh, you know, Thursday night, 6.30, probably get out of there around 9, get home around 10.30. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't that, sound – scoot yeah. you in? Uh, maybe. I have to work. Oh, all right, everybody. We got to 
pressure scoots on the Thornton stack well, slot. No, so I have to I have to work on Thursday. So if I, I'll have to talk to management, see if I can skip out. Yeah, and if we got to the game a little late, wouldn't be the end of the world either. We could all carpool, have have a good good time. The old KRC boys. Yeah, I, I mean, I could I could honestly probably leave work at five. I leave at five, get there right around first pitch, get our get at least my first uh, oh, group gosh, at a UK athletics sporting event. Oh, be delicious. Best taste of be, one yet. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I think we get a, that could be a lot of fun. Eight days away potentially. We'll talk about it. And maybe if we do go, we could meet out, meet up some Lexington KRC folks that also could go to the ballpark uh, eight days from today. All right, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back. Basketball news was hot and heavy yesterday. Really I, need to kind of piece all that together. Scoots, what else do you have? I also have to issue a formal apology when we get back. Oh, man, Scoots. Tough tough day for the old yeah. Justin Kalen on the, uh, do the I, internet do I, streets. Do I know what this is? You yep. you will after we after I start. Yeah, it's I've. Does yep. it have to do with you getting bullied to Bolivia? Oh um, my gosh, <laughs> jeez, OP. It it was out of control. But yes, it pertains it to was, that. So. I, I haven't seen cyberbullying like this since intern Jacob was in studio. Yeah, it was pretty I haven't bad. Seen, yeah, I haven't seen an online beating like that in a very 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 long <laughs> time. Real yeah. tough. We'll talk about all this. We'll see what Scoot's apology is as well. You're not going to want to miss the next segment of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Kaler. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. What can I do with five dollars? I don't know. Buy a bullet and rent a gun. <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-one on your FM dial or fourteen fifty on the AM dial if you're in the. Louisville, Southern Indiana, surrounding counties area. I am usually impressed driving around different counties, still being able to hear either one of 1450 or, or 96 one. Better, better signal than, than people give it credit for. It does not reach all the way to Lexington or Paducah or Bowling Green, but that's what the podcast is for or streaming options so you can listen live wherever you are. And if you ever have any questions about streaming or the podcast, just reach out to us. We'll be happy to help you out. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday. A lot to get to on today's show, but let me throw it over to my buddy Scoots for a formal apology, which I'm not really 100% sure what it's about, but he says I'm going to know once he starts, so take it away. Yeah, so yesterday on the show, out of frustration with the technical issues we were having, I had to reset the computer. We had the mic issue yesterday. So I was admittedly very frustrated once you left the studio, TJ, and also felt bad that you had to drive all the way home to make this happen. Um, so I was I was not in the right frame of mind when Roush had brought up the point about Brooks and Dunn and it being his wife's favorite band. While I stick by the fact that I don't know that Brooks and Dunn should be anyone's favorite band, 
I said something ludicrous that they were what what how did I phrase it that they were overrated or oh middle of the road is how I worded it and yeah not great not a great use uh, word selection it, it was not it was not at all and and as the day went on I started thinking about it more and I went home last night I was rocking some Brooks and Dunn while I was in the shower and I just I realized you know just how dumb that was because they have. 12 to 15 just absolute bangers that song comes on i'm gonna sing at the top of my lungs so i want to formally apologize specifically to shay he's the one i upset the most but to anyone that i offended with that take it was a god-awful take one of my and i've had some bad takes on this program but that was maybe my worst take i've ever had here on krc so i apologies to all that i affected with that and please don't bully me anymore on the facebook page well, let me just say, start by saying this. It, it is not even close to one of your worst takes. Really? No, not even top 10. Okay. Well, that makes I mean, me feel you, better. You made both of us a $20 bet that some random IU dude was going to get a triple-double at some point. this Which season. I yeah, paid you all those bets. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's, bi- that's big of you. Brooks and Dunn is not great by any stretch of the imagination that needs to be said they do have a few bangers though and that also like those things can be true like brooks and dunn solid not all that great but boots good and boogie is just uh like you're never gonna not kind of like kind of move your head tap your foot well that's the thing is i i didn't realize just how many songs of theirs that I actually liked. Like, there was a couple that came on when I was in the shower last night. I was like, oh, that's Brooks and Dunn. That's right. Sweet. And I would just sit there and sing it at the top of my lungs. So, that being said, to make up for my words blunder yesterday, y'all are getting not one but two days of Brooks and Dunn for outro. Yeah. So, you did. I, I think, oh, uh, well, let's slow down on that, maybe. No, there's, TJ, I'm telling you, there are eight just phenomenal songs that need oh, to be yeah. played by Brooks and Dunn. Does Brooks and Dunn have a great song after the year 2000? Yeah, put tons of them. Let's hear Red them. Dirt Road. Believe. Uh, Red Dirt yeah. Road. Uh, Indian Summer. I like that song. That was a fun one. Um, I, I, fun is probably not the right word for it. Uh, but I believe uh, 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 some of their, their best hits were uh, after 2000. Mm, you're going to have to tell me them. I'm, I'm looking at well, a list I, of their songs. So Only in America was, was probably... In- before it made in america there you go that's post 2000 that was 2001 so i mean barely and that uh, song is not even one of their best my maria was 96 okay yeah my maria's yeah. old yeah i know I'm, I'm i'm trying to uh and they always sound so whiny in their songs my maria just like, hit the high notes it's great just how he is don't be jealous because you can't hit it first off i just did so i can and secondly <laughs> it's just they're 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 properly rated. Maybe you did go a little too far yesterday, yeah. but no, you don't need to go over the top the other way. See, yeah, no, and that's the thing. I, I don't I'm I'm I don't wanna move the seesaw the other direction because I'm more closer to with you, TJ, that they're they're not, they're good, not great, but they have a lot of great songs. I, I just I, I will stick by that I don't know how they can be anybody's favorite band, but they're a good band. So I I wanna backtrack on that. Gotcha. All right. Well, you did you did take a little bit of beating on the Facebook page. Man, there were some funny, funny jokes. What was your favorite? 
Uh, well, <laughs> when Shay said the fact that <laughs> talking about a guy who thinks the only reason he doesn't have a model girlfriend is because he's not six foot. <laughs> Gave uh, yeah, me a nice little laugh. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that, that made me, uh, that, that also made me laugh. Uh, Josh said that he, uh, Josh kind of made some threats against you. I'd watch out maybe for Josh. Yeah, no kidding. And then people were complimenting Trevor Kelsey, which, listen, here's the deal with Trevor Kelsey's music. He would play some awesome songs. And he'd play some songs that I'd never heard of, and I was like, ah, I need to look up what that song is. That sounds pretty good. And I did learn some new songs from old TK. But, gosh, he would just play some horrible songs, too. Trevor's like James Harden in these NBA playoffs. He's like 45 points or just non-existent. There's really no in-between. It's no, just, that's perfect. That's a perfect yeah. comparison. Which, by the way, we we usually start the morning with the NBA, but you did have two games last night, two, two. game fives. Where all right, who's going to have the advantage after this? And uh, a shocker in Boston, Roush. I mean, the Celtics were seven and a half point favorites, and I was like, it was such a stinky line that I was like, oh man, like, it feels obvious to play the Sixers, but I can't. I'm just going to stay away. I don't. I don't understand this. I get this, the, like the Celtics are at home. They should be favorites, but seven and a half, they got absolutely smashed to Bolivia. Tyrese Maxey was awesome. He had mm-hmm. what, 32, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 30, I thought, but it may have been, uh, it may have been more. But uh, they, the Celtics are tapless. And, uh, man, part of me really loves it because I, I, did we ever? I don't know if we ever found out exactly what Ime Udoka did, but to fire him and put in Joe Missoula and watch that freaking loser just lose, gosh, I hate that guy so much. And if you don't hate him too, then you need to do your research, Kentucky fans, because he is like one of the he he's the ultimate uh, random dude that goes off at Rupp Arena. Except it didn't happen at Rupp Arena; it happened in the freaking NCAA tournament. That guy he sucked in every game of his career except that one. And now he's the coach of the Boston Celtics, all because what the 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 guy that hired him was banging somebody that worked for the team. Like, Whoa. come on, yeah, it's it has not been Joe a great. I, I don't I don't have the same angst against Joe Mazzulla that you do, but he has it has not been a great playoff for for him. The record right now is what uh, four six and five. And that includes the series against the Hawks, who they were yeah. supposed to probably sweep. So it hasn't really been the greatest playoff for him. And now they face elimination on the road against the 76ers tomorrow night. And obviously a, a must-win game. So they're on the ropes there. And you're right, Maxi totally balled out. What a gift for the 76ers to have a decent core and then be able to bring him in as a rookie. He's not a rookie anymore, obviously. But as a rookie, get him, allow him to develop, and now he's starting to flourish on a pretty good team. A luxury that a lot of other UK players that went to the NBA did not get. They got sent to terrible franchises, terrible teams, where they play out their their first contract and sometimes even sign an additional one because there's more money there. And they just you didn't you didn't really hear a lot about them in the playoffs. But as they got older, they found playoff teams, and now you've got a ton of them. Uh, but Tyrese, Mas- Tyrese Maxey and Jamal Murray, those are guys that were drafted into organizations that were that were ready to rock and roll and allow them to grow. And he had a he had Jamal Murray win last night. They mm-hmm. go up on the Phoenix Suns three to two. It 
Uh, another game where the UK guys do their UK things. Devin Booker with 28 points last night. Jamal Murray with 19, which was uh, third on the Nuggets in scoring. So another good night there for the UK yeah, guys. And we Denver have, goes uh, three to two. That one goes back to Phoenix, though. So I bet, like I said yesterday, I bet we get a game seven there. We uh, we could have a couple series clinched tonight, uh, starting with a little heat culture uh, in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I'm not sure what Quickly's status was. I know he got hurt the other night, but the Knicks, the Knicks need him to play. Um, and there's another guy who went into, I don't know if you'd say a great situation, but he's really thrived for a team that's been in back-to-back playoffs. And then uh, Anthony Davis and the Lake Show. Uh, they're up 3-1 as well. They're going to Golden State for the nightcap at 10 o'clock. Are the yeah, Celtics, are the, Celtics the only team without a Kentucky guy? Uh, the Warriors. That, that are left? Oh, Warriors don't have one? Gotcha. No. So if the only way you have a final is not featuring a Kentucky guy is if it's the Warriors versus the Celtics. And things aren't looking good right now. I don't think James Young is still playing with the main Red Claws, is he? I don't know where he. Last I saw, I think he was playing in Great Britain. Um, so last little, I saw, he was sitting next to Rihanna in a very cold Staples Center. Yep, very cold. Uh, I also uh, did you see Boogie's just like tearing it up in the Dominican Republic? I would hope he would be. <laughs> right? Are you or, surprised by that? <laughs> People just, forget, like, even when he was last in the NBA, which I think was last year, he put up solid offensive numbers. He was just the liability defensively. Not not a liability, the liability. He's always going to be able to score. He could, You could put him in the NBA playoffs right now, and he could put up 15 points, 20 points in a game. That's a guarantee. And it's probably just, like, because he's, what, 33? And he's only 32. But being that big, I don't, just not, not moving very well after all those injuries. Uh, he says he still he would still be a top five center in the league. We've got some uh, breaking news from Lucy. Uh oh, what is it, Lucy? Who is that? Yeah, woo! So she initially comes down. She sees the picture, the sketch that I drew, the professional sketch I drew of <laughs> Scoots's Churchill girl, and she points to it and she says, "She says, Dada," and that's offensive. <laughs> but luckily, while on air, I say, "Who is that?" It's Mama. Yeah. 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 Mama has longer hair and other oh, nicer, man. And nicer features. <laughs> I, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. which this this just brings up yesterday, I, I really, I got my feelings hurt in a bad way, like in the worst way possible. Uh, was in charge of dinner last night, uh, had some steaks that I was uh, searing on a cast iron. And, uh, you know, it gets a little smoky. It's almost like you're getting a little indoor barbecue. And uh, uh, Duke comes in the room and he smells it. He goes, hmm, that smells good. And Brooke goes, oh, what do you think it is? The neighbors must be cooking something good. <laughs> wow. That is that is hurtful. Oh, man. Why not Dad now? Why couldn't Dad be cooking something good? He cut, he cut, oh man, he cut me so deep. He cut me so deep. That was that was real tough, Clark. Real real tough scenes, Clark. And then he wouldn't even try the steak. Hey, dude, you just said it smells good, and now you won't take a bite of it. He's not a big meat guy. He's uh vegetables and carbs. That's about it. Not a big meat guy. 
yeah, like hot dogs maybe. Maybe he'll do ham and cheese. But like any sort of, or, and mm-hmm. I guess chicken nuggets. But if you get any, you know, any, any any other sort of, he just looks at it like, no, that's not something that I need to put in my mouth. Like, I guess kids go through those stages. Yeah, and it's just a little different. It's, you know, it, it can be a little bit chewier. Um, I just always like, well, let's put barbecue or honey mustard on it. You'll like it. But, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes they just don't want to try things. So, uh, I guess more for me. Well, people do forget honey mustard's pretty gross, though. So maybe don't try that one. Come oh, on, TJ. Jeez, old Pete. Emmanuel quickly doubtful for tonight, by the way. But fear mm. not. No series will be clinched tonight. Uh, I would actually oh. probably take both teams and the points. Both of the teams? Both the teams and the points. But if you just want to go a little lighter here, you could uh, you could obviously just do money line, probably get decent juice on the both of them. But, yeah, the, the, that, no series clinched tonight. There's a little TJ inside tip for you. Wow. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. Lock it up. You can lock it up. And I've got a question for you, TJ. Are the Cats, are they going to lock up Keisha Johnson or are they going to get somebody else from the transfer portal? It's interesting. It is interesting. Interesting times with UK basketball. And somewhat interesting, somewhat a little nerve-wracking just because, like, you, you aren't, you aren't set or happy with the roster as it stands. So there is like pressure, obviously you've, you've got to get some other people or you got to get some positive news to feel good about this season. And the stakes with Calipari are incredibly high. You you just, you need to have a good season. You need to have a March run and you feel like you've probably got the freshman talent to be able to accomplish those things, but they're not going to be able to do it by themselves. They're going to need some additional help. And it was a weird day, Roush. It was a weird day. Uh, we we started by, in detail, talking about Keyshad Johnson from San Diego State. He starts his visit, I believe, today in Lexington. And shortly, and I think he's making an announcement this weekend, so things are probably going to move pretty hot, heavy, and quickly with him. But then you get that John Calipari tweet, just like raving about Chris Livingston which really made my brain do gymnastics I wasn't prepared for because he goes and tweets out about watching him, how great he was in workouts, and just like flat out says that he loves the guy. Uh, The exact tweet was, had a chance to watch Chris Livingston work out today, and wow, in all caps. He got so much better for us by the end of the year, and he looked like he has taken another leap forward. Chris is one of the most driven, caring, smart kids I've ever coached. I absolutely love him. What does it mean? We used to have a segment back when Trevor Kelsey was around. We do a Twitter autopsy. Mm-hmm. Take out the bone saw. We get the bone saw and we just break down a tweet, tear it apart, and just figure out exactly what the heck's going on here. I don't know for sure. I think this is Cal letting NBA teams know that, like, hey, this guy's good. This guy's good. I've coached a lot of great players. If I'm raving about this dude, you guys should should. I, I did not take it as like a hey UK fans, I got something nice for y'all. I didn't take it as that. I hope that's what it is. I want Chris Livingston back. I really don't like all the names that have been associated with UK, and we're gonna throw a new one in there with you today. But don't get too excited about it. Unfortunately, with Kobe Brown, 
But any of the names that we've thrown around with these guys, I'll take any of them. Any of them I, I, I will be good. They'll they'll be solid fits, I think. I don't think there's one where I'd say, no, no, try to bypass on that. So if Chris Livingston were to come back, that would be phenomenal. Now, you, he, he'd need to be ready to play the four, which I don't know if he'd be ready to play the four. But that's all right. You know, they made it work this past season. I'd be all right with Keyshad Johnson for all the reasons we talked about yesterday. Somebody that's played and made a big tournament run. A guy who's in his fifth year of college basketball, has a grown man's body, takes pride in his defense, isn't going to care about scoring or shooting or getting his. That would be nice as well. But Roush, when the Kobe Brown name appeared seemingly out of thin air from a little fella named Me Man Boy, Mark Maggard, UK internet went into a frenzy, Roush. So I kind of just like laid everything out. I'm going to give a little bit more analysis here on Kobe Brown. But just what's your take on the situation right now? These are three names. Cats would... You just need one of them. Like, you really need one of them. I don't think two is realistic. Of course, I'd like to, but I don't think it's overly realistic to expect you'd get two of those guys. But what's just your take on on yesterday? Because it was a kind of wild day in, in UK basketball. First and foremost, uh, I, I, I think Cal is just playing nice with Chris Livingston. I'm still not reading too much into that situation. Um, I, I just, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, when it comes to Livingston potentially coming back and returning to Lexington, uh, I, I think that was more of a let me do let me do a nice one for Chris and let me let me do a solid for Clutch. Uh, but the the Kobe Brown part is is fascinating because it's very much a getting three steps ahead of ourselves, and then because he hasn't even entered the portal yet. Um, from my understanding, I, I think he's still doing the draft declaration thing, but he could still enter the portal after that and then look elsewhere. Um, that one's just fascinating because Kentucky fans, we know him well. He kicked our ass, right? And he does what so many Kentucky fans want to see in a guy that, I mean, he's a stretch four, stretch three, right? Like he's a big guy that can shoot the hell out of the ball from downtown. He's like the opposite of Keyshawn Johnson. So, uh, it, it's it is very fascinating, like the way that we you did set the table, TJ. Where, like, yes, all three are options. I tend to think that Keisha Johnson is the one that is most likely to happen, but all three are so different in their very own ways, and and they are seemingly possible right now. It's crazy, pretty crazy. I don't think Kobe Brown's possible. I guess I shouldn't I, say impossible, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it would be a very hard sell for him. Um, I don't. Because, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it'd be a hard sell for him. I just don't think. He, I think he's going to stay in the NBA draft. So, like, I guess maybe in that extent, it would be a hard sell to be like, "Don't go pro, come to Kentucky instead." But I, I could see him wanting to get out of Missouri, and if he wants to get out of Missouri, why not UK? Needing a four position player, good team, young talent, ton of spotlight, and most importantly, nil. I could see the fit there, but I heard from some people that are a little bit more informed with NBA draft decisions, cover that sort of stuff, and they were like, "They were like, wait, he's not staying. I, every everybody in, in the draft thinks he's staying in the draft." So I don't, I don't think he's going to leave the draft. And secondly, some Missouri folks, one also don't think he's going to 
he's going to go pro is what they think. But if he didn't go pro, they haven't heard anything about transferring. So, and I thought Trilly Donovan, if you follow him on Twitter or don't follow him on Twitter, he's pretty good. He's got some scoop. He's a good follow. He he tweeted out uh, this, and I think this is, I think a lot of times this is the truth with some of these like, wait, he may transfer? Ooh, this is exciting. He says, uh, he heard a lot about Kobe Brown. Anytime you see a lot of buzz about a name hitting the portal that hasn't yet, it's 100% of the time the result of someone trying to induce that person into entering. So my guess is, and we let's just let's just talk candidly here. We are to believe that Me Man Boy's source is Orlando Antigua. Orlando, I bet Orlando Antigua wants Kobe Brown to hit the portal so UK will have a shot at him. That's that's my guess. And I think that likely, or there's a possibility that Orlando Antigua used Me Man Boy to get it out there, get UK fans in a little bit of a frenzy, which naturally would get everybody else into a frenzy. And that's that's where we're at. I don't I don't think he's a I don't think he's a realistic possibility, unfortunately. If you take that premise as truth, then it makes you believe, well, how come he's not content with just Keisha Johnson? Hmm? We get some internal politicking amongst assistant coaches. Hmm. Hmm. Or it could hmm. just be, you know, these assistant coaches, they like money. They like job security. Not saying that like Orlando Antigua is on the chopping block or anything along those lines. I, I don't know. But, like, if, hey, look what I did. <laughs> look what I started. Look who I helped bring in. Go, that stuff goes a long way. And that would be an absolutely, like, colossal get if you could, if you could potentially find a way to, to, to land him. He'd be awesome. I think out of all the names that we've thrown out this entire transfer portal, I'd say the guy that dropped 30 on you in a power conference that did it against a lot of other teams as well, he'd probably be – your best get. I think it's just more wishful thinking coming from UK side than actual reality to this point. Now you don't know. Now maybe maybe it'll it'll work. Maybe once Kobe Brown realizes, like, oh wow, I'm, I could be a hot commodity. I could be one of the biggest nil earners in college basketball if I put myself in the right position. You never know. I just don't think it's it's most likely going to happen. And that brings you back, in my opinion, to Chris Livingston and Keshad Johnson from San Diego State. I also don't know how much of this is not, hey, Keyshad, like, we're talking Chris Livingston. We're talking Kobe Brown. We want you, but, like, we can't really wait to play these games. So if you want to take this spot, you're going to need to jump on it. Because this news is happening as he is getting into Lexington to start his visit. There's a lot, there's a lot more going on here, I think. I think there's a lot of games being played a little bit. But if you get one of those three guys, you get Oscar back, you get Reeves, you're ready to roll. And really, if you get Kobe Brown, I don't think it'd be as much as a priority, even if Oscar were to say adios, or however you say goodbye in French. How do you say bye in French, Scoots? Oh, man. Couldn't tell you. Au revoir? Yes, au revoir. Yep. Au revoir. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Wow, look at me go. Bonsoir. I'm so cultured. You really are. You <laughs> really, really are. But if you were to get Kobe Brown... I, I'd still selfishly like Oscar back, but then you feel good about Hugo and Bradshaw play in the five, and then Brown can 
do a lot of things that you're for, it'd be a lot of fun. That would be my preference. I mean, I'd still want Oscar back, but that would be my preference, getting Kobe Brown. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I do think Keyshad Johnson's going to happen. If Keish- if Johnson doesn't happen, though, I would say it's probably a sign that UK feels solid about somebody else, whether it's Livingston, whether maybe it's Kobe Brown, maybe it's another name. But I believe the portal closes tomorrow. So if you're going to get in, you got to make it known. You got to make it known by tomorrow. Like you have to have your name physically in the transfer portal, which media members aren't supposed to have access to, but do have access to. And that goes for NBA draft decisions. You don't have to make a final decision in the NBA draft till I think the end of May, like May 31st or maybe May 29th or something like that, end of May. But if you – so this is who, – who did this? Was it uh, was it Marcus Lee? Which, or was it Keon Brooks? Like I, I, some UK player had their name in the draft – and then it came out at the end of the transfer. Marcus Lee, that would have been before the transfer portal era. So it must have been Keon Brooks. But like it came out like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to the draft, but I am entering the transfer portal. It was like a double whammy, a little bit of a surprise there. You could have that. You could have mm-hmm. tomorrow, hey, Chris Livingston staying in the NBA draft for now, but he has also put his name in the transfer portal. Kobe Brown still in the NBA draft, but he has also officially put his name in the transfer portal as well. Deadline for that is tomorrow. So be on the lookout. I still just get angry whenever they have these deadlines and then there's still people that put their names in later. It drives me nuts. Because <laughs> um, we, we had that with football in the second window, and it was like, so there are no rules, but uh, I think at least in the for football, the deadline was on a Sunday. And so it was like, well, compliance wasn't working on a Sunday, so it didn't get processed till Monday, but you're so good into the portal. Confusing, but nevertheless, uh, I I think you'll see that somewhere. And I'm kind of with you, TJ. I I just, I don't expect that with Kobe Brown. Apparently too, he would have a nice, uh, a pretty hard nil deal to beat if he goes back to Missouri. Uh, Yeah, I would, I would feel confident UK if they really wanted Kobe Brown could find a way to out earn Missouri for his services. But do you want to pay your six guy eight million dollars or not eight two million dollars two point five? If it's Kobe Brown, I, I would. If, if it comes down to dollars and Kobe Brown's on the table, I would try to find a way to make that work. If you're in the business of wanting to have a dominant dominant basketball team, I, if, if it comes to nil. Uh, I did not hear that the Missouri had a sweet package set up for him. And I figured they had something, obviously. My 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 big thing with Kobe Brown too, it's it's like I I just I know that there's a lot of balancing the uh, you know, are there enough balls, right? Like that that that's a balancing game. Uh with egos and shooters and all that sort of stuff. And um and then I get I get back into worrying about keeping everybody happy if you bring Brown in the mix. It's like Johnson's not a threat offensively, but I I do think that there is some there could be some of that if he got brought into the mix. That's a fair concern. I I, I never worry about like only one ball sort of deal because winning cures all that stuff. Like people can ball out and have so much fun winning that you you really can put that stuff aside. Now the flip side of it, if they if in November and December didn't go well, then yeah, and like. Why Why isn't Kobe Brown getting more touches? Well, you don't need to get him more touches. And DJ needs to start taking over. That's like when you start criticizing why things aren't going right, that's when I think the talent stuff can be too much. But I think if you had Kobe Brown, 
I don't think you'd worry about losing as much because I think you'd be really, really, really good. But I don't think it's going to happen. Just need to make it clear. Don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Keyshad Johnson, and I'm fine with that too. I think that's a nice fit. Really good defender. Will not have to worry about getting his shots or scoring. He doesn't mind that stuff. He'll be a good. He'll be a good role player to have. He'll he'll fit his role, and that role will be defense. Okay, we need to take our break. We have not forgotten. We just. I don't didn't really necessarily want to start the show with it at 7:05 when you know six people are listening, but our thoughts are with the entire U of L and the city of Louisville community on the passing of Hall of Fame head coach and absolute legend Denny Crum passed away yesterday at the age of 86. Lived an incredible life, made U of L basketball an absolute powerhouse, one of the best teams in the 80s, and. Loved the city of Louisville. Absolutely loved it. Had had chances to leave time and time again and just wanted to stay here. So we're thinking of the U of L community and uh, wish that we could hear one more Joe B and, and Denny radio show. But we're thinking of the cards today. So RIP to an absolute legend, Denny Crum. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday Hump Day edition of KRC, and it's not lunchtime just yet, but keep Sauceritas in mind. Keep them in mind for catering. It's graduation party season. Sauceritas would be happy to cater for you. Make sure you do it. Don't do it day of. They made sure to let me know that you can't do it day, if you do it from the app. Now, you can call. They said that you can call, and maybe you can do it day of if you if you call. But if you want to do it on the app, make sure you do it at least a day in advance. You can do it multiple days in advance if need be. But make your graduation party rock. Your youngest has a great accomplishment. They probably want some delicious burritos, tacos, all the delicious chips, wildly addictive chips for that matter, spicy salsa, hot queso, guacamole. Little Lucy, the baby, she loves guacamole. It's one of her favorites. So check out Salsaritas today. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. And like I said, you can do it all online on their Salsaritas app. Earn points, earn rewards, special discounts, special deals. Download the Salsaritas app today and check them out. Fun first hour, one of those first hours that absolutely flies by. And I'm guessing with the Thornton's text line waiting in the wings, hour number two will go just as quickly. Get your text in, 502 414 1450. Rash, where do you want to go to start hour number two? Well, I hit the wrong one. I was about to say, sounds like he wants to go back to bed. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep, I got I got two unmutes. I, I pulled the trigger on the wrong one. I think I want to go see where the text line takes us. Because I have a feeling they might touch on uh, on some of the, the, the things that we haven't got to yet. Sure, we can do that. We didn't finish it. We got close, but we didn't finish it all the way yeah. yesterday. So Make sure we, we finish it. A texter says, what's worse, a Roush story or a Scoot story? It's a good question. Um, Scoot's stories usually have a much sadder ending. Yeah, but they're the entertaining value is usually greater. Is it though? Yeah. Like, oh, I got in another wreck. Like, oh, <laughs> I, wrecked, I crashed my scooter. Oh. I will say it, it is almost. I think Scoots has the more interesting stories more times than not. Not saying that Roush doesn't, but we Scoots, your stories are becoming a little bit too predictable. Like, because we, we all know they end in failure, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> like, we got to have a story where you're like, so I'm flirting with this girl at all you can eat crab night, and we're talking, and, we, and Roush and I will be like, and then you blew it, or you got too scared. And, and we need the story yep. to end with, like, no, I, I took her back home, showed her my crab legs. All right. You, you all think I've gotten too predictable? I'm going to switch it up. Just, just wait. Oh. We, we don't want you to lie, though, you know? Oh, well, no, I, 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 there's no point in lying. I've never been a liar. Yeah, good. I don't. That's one thing we pride ourselves here on radio. We don't make stuff up. We're honest folk, and we tell it like it is. But I, I, I Scoots, you're an interesting, you're an interesting fellow. No, apparently not. Y'all got me figured out, so now I got to switch everything up. It's just becoming a little repetitive. You're coming up short time and time again. I'm just a scaredy cat. Sorry. <laughs> A texter says, I have the title of Scoot's autobiography, Falling Short. Coming out. <laughs> Speaking of coming up short, <laughs> Falling Short, my story of lottery, sex contracts, and fumbling the bag. That's from Mook. I like that, Mook. That'd be good for his autobiography. I'm in. I love that he, he's got it set up, too, with the colon and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scoots, if you wrote a book, I'd read it. Oh, you don't want me to write a book. I mean, I'm, I'm like, telling you that I do. I'm just now telling you that I do want you to write a book. Like about my life? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Just like the, the Scoot story. That'd be that'd be tough. I, I wouldn't want it to be an autobiography. I'd want it to be just a biography. So someone else writes it. I'll just chip in. So, you, so okay, I get what you're saying. Right. Autobiography, you write yourself. Biography, someone else writes it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'd want a biography. Well, Roush is a really good writer. He could write it yeah you, all, you just tell him the story we could work together to be the yeah. ghostwriter exactly yeah yeah, yeah. i'm happy, happy to be your ghostwriter that would that would be good i'd buy it you at least have one one buyer <laughs> a texter says little stepbrother here tries to get scoots out as good wingman but he's always working funny thing is we actually look like brothers but don't share any blood scoots is that your stepbrother texting into the text that is yeah i i've uh although i've dropped the step in the last four, five, six years just because we've known each other so long now and we've, we hang out so much. So I just I just go with brother at this point. Do you ever say stop it, stepbrother? No. Okay. Nope. Uh, well, stepbrother, do, like, also the fact that you two look alike and you're running around town getting into all sorts of shenanigans. I like the idea of Scoots having a twin. We no, so we really do look a lot alike, but it's, it's really hard because we're separated by... Well, I want to say like seven years, 
Um, so he always wants to do the thing still where he wants to go to the club and go to the bars and meet ladies. And it's like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. It sounds like a good opportunity for you. Yeah. Well, Why and don't you just put yourself out there. And he gives himself too much credit for being a good wingman because he also does the thing where he just gets way too annihilated. And then it's just <laughs> at that point, he's an embarrassment. You know what I mean? So he's not a good wingman. <laughs> I, I, he, I think he, I think he has potential to be a good wingman early in the night. But as the night goes on, yeah, his wingman capabilities decrease exponentially. Because the worst thing a wingman can do is need to be taken care of. Like, exactly. Oh man, yeah. sorry, my buddy's too drunk. <laughs> like, I'm having a good time talking with you, but I got to make sure my <laughs> this guy gets home. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, now we just need to hear more from from him as well. So. <laughs> we'll get him on a summer interview too. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy a texter on the thornton's text line says there's a horse in the preakness instant coffee scoots needs to go up to this churchill girl two dollars on instant coffee and how about you and i go on go out and get some coffee yeah one thing about yeah. that one thing about that i don't drink coffee so that would never work i don't but yeah, keep it, it would work scoots you, you i damn it see this is the part you just keep thinking up of excuses when uh, <laughs> He's just trying to give you an end. You don't have to actually go get coffee. That's just like a, uh, uh, well, a placeholder for going to get drinks or whatever. You can even I do go like to the coffee idea. shop and get hot chocolate. I do like the idea of just having to use some sort of pickup line and corporation with a horse's name. Well, mm. no, my coworker at the hotel told me I should have used Tap It Trice. that's great see mom was gonna mom was so much worse as i was gonna be like you know mage in french is magic and i can't help but sense a little magic between (laughs) us here uh but tap trice is much better yeah (laughs) she said that i about uh, fell on the floor (laughs) they they um they should have scratched confidence game because scoots has neither you ain't lying I think a new KRC bit was just created with picking up women with using horses' names uh, because you know everybody that's that's a teller at Churchill Downs is looking to get hit on. That's actually actually true. Man, oh man, oh man! I also like the idea of the, the notion of a bunch of married men who haven't been single and you know eight years given eight, nine, ten years given advice to Scoots. Well, hey, it worked Absolutely. for you. It worked for you at one point, so. That's true. The game has not changed at all. So, <laughs> no, yeah, no. That's a great point, Scoots. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, not saying I'm advocating for this, but do you all think they could raise the legal age for betting to like 24 to virtually make all college kids unable to bet? Yeah, I mean, theoretically they could, but again, kids are still going to go bet. And then would it be like a bigger scandal if it was under the table betting that was discovered? I, I don't know. It's, it's a good good question, texter. I I don't think that's probably going to happen, but it's an interesting point. Yeah, and um, I placed bets before I was 18. Like, <laughs> it's not going to stop anybody. I, I'm i more so, like, you know, as we kind of mentioned yesterday, as long as it's not on their sport, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, be too judgmental. Because um, a lot of the stuff that they say don't bet on, like, I, I, hell, I, I was in high school watching those videos. And they're like, 
don't even get an NCAA tournament pool. It's like, dude, I've been doing that since I was in middle school. Like, uh, yes, I, I'm I'm already illegal. Go 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 take my win my my thirty dollars in winnings from when I was twelve NCAA and declare me ineligible. Um, like they they take that stuff very seriously as they should. But there's also like a you know, don't be, don't be an idiot sort of deal. Like, I, I feel like there are, there are fine lines. There, there are norms, TJ, as to lines you can and can't cross. And as, as long as they're um, not doing anything too ridiculous, I, I have a feeling most of these kids will not get in a great deal of trouble. You just can't, like, everybody's biggest fear, and understandably so, is this cannot come back to finding out that college games were being fixed, we're being manipulated. I don't doubt that it's probably happened in recent years to some extent, and it maybe has not been discovered. But that that's the biggest concern for all parties involved, is that we're going to end up finding out that an NCAA tournament team, two players ended up throwing the game because they bet 50000 on the other team. That's the biggest fear coming out of this. And while I don't doubt that, like, maybe – it has to some smaller degree maybe happened somewhere. I mean, we do have history of it happening throughout American sports history, but I'm talking more recent history here as betting has become more popular and legalized throughout the country. I wouldn't doubt that it's happened to some extent, but that's the big concern. You don't want it on this grand scale. You don't want a cotton bowl ended up. Oh, wow. Did you hear what it like? You don't want some Mm -hmm. ginormous scandal because then there's going to have to be a fallout. And Maybe that texter's right. Maybe you'll have such strict the, – the fallout will be so severe that you do change the betting age. Or who knows? I, I don't I don't know where it'd go. But that's the biggest concern. You want to make sure that doesn't happen. And I just think everybody in-house needs to hit it home to their players. That You, you know, another thing, too, would be I, – I don't – maybe they already do this. Maybe they don't do this. I'm not sure. What if you just had severe legal actions? Like, if we find out you're actually fixing a game, forget about NCAA violations. You're going to go to prison. Like, you're yeah, going to yeah, go to no, jail. that I'm pretty sure that's already in play. Is um, it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's The one thing that they've already screwed up on, though, is there was a kid at Virginia Tech, played on the football team, you know, walk on or something, and he self-reported. He was like, oh, snap. I, I bet on some NBA games. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, he didn't get caught. He self-reported to make sure that he could retain his eligibility. And then the NCAA smacked him with like a nine-month penalty, essentially taking a season away from him. He was able to, uh, what's the word, appeal and get that cut down to six months. But coming down hard on self-reporting is kind of, uh, like, isn't that deterring people from wanting to self-report? Like, I, that's a good point yeah i mean it's know, a delicate dance it's a, a yeah. you know we all talk about the nil era and transfer portals but this is kind of the underlying maybe biggest issue of the whole thing because transfer portal and nil stuff is going to work itself out it's already in some instances working itself out and not a ton has really changed on the college land it's not like some power has come out of nowhere and just been this huge player in the nil era that wasn't at least somewhat competitive prior to that Water's found its level with that. The betting stuff, you're only going to hear more of it. Yep. Roush, that's an interesting point where it's like if maybe, maybe we don't go too severe 
By the way, folks, the NFL schedule is released tomorrow. Most, uh, I think every team knows who they're playing. They just don't know when they're playing them. But we do have a few updates. You're going to get the Colts and the Patriots playing a game in Germany this year. Scoots, you going back to the homeland to watch your Indianapolis Colts play? Uh, nine. That means Scoots no. Steel- that means no in German. He, he turns his back on his homeland teams. Except for Germany. That's weird. The only homeland team that you root for is Germany in soccer. That's right. Hmm. Hmm. And Bayern Munich. And then the Dolphins are playing over there against the Chiefs, I believe, in Germany as well. That one, I think, is in Frankfurt. Two Germany games? Two Germany games. Nice. They, 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 are, they just make a killing with these Europe games. Yeah. I think the one in Mexico as well. They just they, they roll in it. They're, that's not going away anytime soon. And it helps get more merchandise and TV deals over there and stuff like that. We have an AFC Championship rematch. Week 17. New Year's Eve, the Bengals versus the Chiefs. That'll be a fun one. Uh, I could definitely see some playoff implications there. Wait, so no. There was, uh, well, damn it, TJ, why are you? What? No, don't. Yeah, you. Damn it. What? What's wrong? You, you teed me up for a joke that I can't say. And. Uh, Scared money doesn't make money in the joke business. Bob Huggins found that out. Go ahead and let it rip. Yeah, but we can't. It's too soon, right, for a DeMar Hamlin joke, like, right? Mm. Yeah, oh, gosh. Jeez, Ralph. I almost died. Oh, speaking of, so speaking of morbid things, remind me to tell you all in the break about something. <laughs> well, you won't believe it. Also, second NFL, Whoa. you're like, we've got a – Schedule release Thursday at eight, and they're just like gonna release almost all of them before then. Nothing on the London game. I mean, I know I mean, the Jags are going, but they're, they're no, they got back to back weeks. They release all the international games, and then that New Year's, uh, New Year's one. It does always leak. Like they're not they the full releases on NFL Network tomorrow night. Throughout today and throughout tomorrow, you'll get Packers Lions Week Seven. You know, it'll leak, and then people start piecing it all together. I'm I'm more so annoyed that it's like they like they'll go on all of their property. So Nate Burleson on CBS this morning, and uh, they'll, they'll go to all these different places and announce like one game. Remember the NFL draft? They announced uh, Chargers Chiefs would be the first Amazon Prime game. I'm sure they'll be on the Today Show uh, to say who's going to kick off the season uh, on Thursday night with. Oh man, Al Michaels doesn't do that anymore. Who's who's the Thursday night guy? Mike Tirico. Yeah. Mike Tirico. Who, who do who do we think is going to kick off the season? Uh Chiefs well, and who? Because hmm. Chiefs Bengals would have been a good candidate for that. Chiefs Chargers. Uh, uh, who I wonder who the AF who the AFC West plays in the NFC. Yeah, and I think they did Chiefs Bills last year, so they probably don't want to do the same thing again. Chargers would be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, have, I have no idea. I need to know who the Chiefs have in the rotation before. You, you could do decide. Denver with Sean Payton being the head head coach now. It, yeah, it's a divisional game it, to start though. Yeah, maybe uh, Packers always. Packers. Uh, this isn't factually true, but it always seems like they have division opponents week one, week two, 
And then they may not play a division opponent again until like week 12 or week 13. And then they play like three in a row. Yeah, and then the, they finish the season with them. Was it the Jets last year that played the same team back-to-back? They just had a bye week in between? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was something like that. It was like they played them twice in a three-week span or something. Yeah, yeah. This is weird. Yeah. Well, you'll get the uh, full schedule tomorrow. Schedule talk. Da-da-da-da. A texter says, sounds like if Scooch Girl lived by McGee's Bakery, it would have made it. Oh. I don't get it. I think they're saying that she would have gone to the bakery so much it would have kept the, the store in business because you had mentioned that she was a little bit bigger. It's a mean tax, Scooch. Is what it is a mean tax. I like bakeries, yeah. too. Well, you Love bakeries. <laughs> a texter says, what celebrity would this girl look like? I'm picturing Lizzo. Actually... I mean, obviously, she's, like, way lighter in terms of her weight, but she, she kind of looked like Lizzo a little bit. Yeah, I could, that's a pretty good comparison, actually. Gosh, good. Lizzo's got a cute face. I'm, I'm just saying, we're, we, are, we are walking into dangerous, uh, weird territory. Here, <laughs> so let's just, let's be... Oh, just wait till the next text. Uh, scared money don't make no money. Uh, scared Scooty don't scared get Scared Scooty don't. <laughs> yeah, I love it. John, so that one came in during Spears' show yesterday during a commercial break, and he just looks at me and he was like, What does this mean? <laughs> I was Did dying. Did you explain it to him? I did, yeah. It was, it was really, it get, that, that text gave me a nice little laugh. <laughs> the, the sad Denny Crumb news came in during while Spears was on the air. And I kid you not, Spears went 15 minutes reading baseball scores before he even acknowledged it. No. And he only acknowledged it because a caller brought it up to him. No, well, he so admittedly, Spears, I don't think would have saw it, um, but he he got to it pretty quickly after I got Ed on the phone. Ed was like, "Yeah, I got some bad news." We didn't wait but a minute or two to get to him. I could I could also uh, yeah, see it, Spears had like- been out there for a while. Yeah, Spears, like when he, because I've I've done his show with him. He's not like checking Twitter or anything during right. his show. He has like his like papers in front of him, whatever they are. Very and old I, school. I, I also know that like oh, Spears yeah. is definitely the kind of guy who gets news by people calling him. Very, very, very like, uh, hey, did you hear that sort of deal? Pretty spot on. Yep. I love Spears' show. It's even better when you have Scoots as the producer and. His show's really grown, folks. I've, I've been, we 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 poke fun at Spears because he calls us idiots in the morning, and he's not wrong about it, unfortunately. But I've been impressed by his show, show's growth. He gets callers on the reg. He's got a group of regular callers that call in. He gets more and more texts each and every show, noon to one on Big Exports Radio. Not today though, because the bats. He was That's asked- one of his biggest issues. Is he just you can like flip a coin on whether or not Spears is going to be on air or not. He was at, so for what it's worth, he will not be on the next three Wednesdays. The Bats play at 11.05 this Wednesday and the next two. So no Spears on those two days. But he was asking me uh, last week, like, hey, how? what are my podcast numbers like? And I was like, well, what do you think? And he was like, I don't know, maybe like 100. Went on his podcast page. He gets over 500 listens a day. That's pretty incredible for a one-man band. Wow. For most of nice. his audience, it's more shocking they know how to operate a podcast, really. <laughs> I'm kidding, Spears. I'm kidding. We should do one of those uh, 11 a.m. Wednesday bat games. Roush, I know you're free. Yeah, got so much free time. I will will not be free. 
Oh, you can make it happen, Scooch. Don't they do this? sometimes don't they do their margarita like nights or days on like the eleven AM games, which have always cracked me up. Today I go into that and just pounding margaritas. Today I think is like wine slushies. They're wine slushies. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe it's wine slushies yeah. now. Even still though, like just uh, I'll have six wine slushies, sir. It's eleven thirty AM. <laughs> yeah, I'm cheering on the bats. It's okay. The, Who do they got? The, the move for the bets though is the two dollar Tuesdays when they have like two dollars, oh, yeah. like everything's two dollars. Used That's to be one dollar huh. till Joe Biden got in office. Uh, only kidding. Uh, I don't know who do the bats play tonight. Uh, Columbus. Oh, are they the Clippers still? They are the Clippers still. Yep. Okay. Right. And they are the affiliate of the Guardians, which Mike Rutherford yesterday called the Indians. Ooh, super well, offensive. He's- He's canceled. Yep. Man, people on radio this week really just having some <laughs> some nasty comments. All right, we're going to take our last break. We're going to come back. We're going to finish up the Thornton's text line. There's still a ton of text to go, surprisingly. I feel like we've ripped through a lot of them. So do not go anywhere. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Caleb. Yeah, I saw the light. I've been baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. You don't know my name, do you? Yes, I do. What is it? It it rhymes with a female body part. What is it? Mulva? Uh, uh, Gipple? With Walker and Roush. Oh! Oh! Dolores! Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. You ain't game. Say my name, say my name. Get this? Kind of Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Here we go. That's Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your Wednesday. It's beautiful outside. You're going to need your shady rage when you hit the road today. Or if you're going to go outside, you're going to want to have your face covered with polarized sunglasses. While we were doing the fishing yesterday, really, like, it was a big hit among pretty much everybody, kids and adults alike to put on the polarized sunglasses, the shady rays, look in the water, and you could just see the fish, which was awesome. Ooh, really and then cool. you take them yeah. off and you couldn't see it. And then you put it back on, there's the fishies, and you take them off, you'd see them. Shady Rays has sunglasses for every occasion, including fishing. And they're polarized, they're great quality. But if something happens to them, replacement pair promise. Small processing fee, you get your order sent back to you. It's the real deal. I've done it. It is incredibly easy. They don't make you jump through hoops. You don't have to get on the phone and talk to somebody, wait on hold for a while. It's so simple. Everything Shady Race does is easy. They built it, their entire website, for the consumer. That's why they have over 250,000 five-star reviews. Check them out today. And do not forget to use the promo code BIGX. Helps us out. Helps them out. Most importantly, it'll help you out saving money when you check out and they also sometimes scoots knows all about this they'll say hey you want a mystery pair for 12 bucks 10 bucks 15 bucks whatever it is and you get nice quality sunglasses even cheaper they've got a great thing going on at shady rays we're happy to have them as a partner nice kentucky-based company we love them you do as well final segment i know we got a ton of text to get to uh, anything that we forgot to talk about on today's show fellas we had um, 
we had a little breaking news overnight. Antonio Carter, the Rhode Island defensive back transfer, he was scheduled to visit Kentucky this weekend. Made a change of plans, canceled that trip, uh, and is now going to Florida, LSU, and I want to say Notre Dame is the other. Um, but he got some late interest from from Florida and LSU. Decided to change plans. Uh, kids from Florida, I get it. I get it. He grew up watching them, so it's uh, it's a bummer. Nonetheless, they couldn't get him on campus, but it feels like the other schools are a little bit more desperate, and uh, it's gonna just be a little bit more intriguing for him. Hate that. So. I want a little bit more help in the secondary. I really liked his tape. Now that I analyzed it, like the experts did, but it looked good. I uh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer to hear. That just sounds like the Cats getting flat out beat out, which you're right. Sometimes the hometown connections can can help. But UK's defense has been just as good as any of the other defenses mentioned there. And you have just as likely a chance to get drafted and do good things at the next level at UK as any of those three places. And you can make a case. Kentucky's even better than some of them. So disappointing. I wish UK staff could have made it happen, Captain. Also, TJ, I wanted to thank you for jinxing the McKenzie Mbako situation because he's down to a final two. Indiana and Kansas, no Louisville. Sorry, cards. Suck it. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'll end I'm hand up. I was wrong. But so when he decommitted from Duke, not just U of L people. There were other people that were like, oh, he's gonna go to he's gonna go to U of L. It's locked up with U of L. Adidas has come through. And Nolan Smith was a big-time recruiter for him during his Duke days. And it's all pretty much laid out. It's just a matter of time at this point. But leave it up to U of L staff to blow it, folks. Because they did. Did they they blow it? And guess what? The Adidas thing was totally true. Because he's either going to go to Indiana or he's going to go to Kansas. Louisville got shooed out by their own shoe company. That this is like the whole thing. The fact that he didn't end up at U of L, U of L staff can't close, so it's not the most surprising thing in the world. I did think it was going to be. I mean, I said it multiple times on the show. I thought he was going to go to U of L. So hand up, I'm wrong. But to have a shoe company, I, it, I he didn't get a visit, Roush. He didn't. He canceled his U of L visit. He, he's not even. He wasn't even willing to go check out the place. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't even get him on campus, which. So hilarious that uh, we had some Louisville account fighting with Shannon Terry. You dropped the ratings on Kimsey and Baco because he was going to go to Louisville. And it's like, uh, uh. Oh, uh. That, happen- that happened? Oh, yeah. Dude, they Very are funny. like, I get it like some of their, just their fans like making little jokes. But how many of their media legitimately think on three has something against U of L is borderline banana land. Like they live in a, a, a made up fantasy world. That they legitimately go and they spread that stuff. They're like, oh, well, on three doesn't like us. They, they're going to always hurt our recruiting rankings. They're delusional, dude. I, uh, I was talking to a couple of Louisville fans last night, and they were both convinced that he got, and I don't know where they read this or any of that, and, and there could be some truth to it when it's all said and done, but apparently Mbako got paid to cancel his Louisville visit. That's, that's what they're under the assumption of. Definitely has nothing to do with maybe just not wanting to go play for a four-win team, though. <laughs> that definitely couldn't possibly be the scenario. 
I, Scoots, I do, and this could be great news for you because I was wrong about U of L, but it does seem like he's going to go to Kansas, unfortunately. Uh, I'm that's going to make Kansas absolutely loaded. I'm on the other side of it. If you looked at his, if you look at his pictures from his time at Indiana with Coach Woodson and all that versus his pictures at Kansas, he looks really happy to be in Bloomington. In his Kansas pictures, he's more like somber, like, oh, this is cool. I'm here. It's so I'm 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 sticking my neck out. I'm saying Indiana, but we'll see. Hey, I, I hope you're right because Kansas, like at the end of the season, was not looking. They were going to be good, obviously, but they weren't looking to be a top five team. And they that has changed. And if they get Mbako, then the Cats are going to see him. They're going to see Hunter Dickinson. They're going to see the Jayhawks in the Champions Classic very early in the college basketball season. If they get Mbako, they're going to be the real deal. But the reason I think it's going to be Kansas Scoots is because two things. When they landed Hunter Dickinson, they were out of scholarships, and then they opened up a scholarship. They they told a, a reserve center to hit the bricks, and he did. So they now have an open scholarship. I'm not sure they would have done that unless they knew they were going to get him. Now they can always fill that if need be. It's not the end of the world if they don't. And then now Hunter Dickinson, social media diva, and I'm joking about that. He's entitled to have his own social media presence, and I didn't get too worked up with this whole decision stuff. He's been tweeting out like cryptic stuff that good news is on the horizon. That's why I think Kansas. Well, if it ends up being Kansas, they come to Bloomington next year or this upcoming year, so get ready to get it, Kansas. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the return yep. game there. Interesting. Oh, hey, IE fans, why don't you behave yourselves and act like you've gone to a basketball game when a blue blood comes to town, it's, okay? It's, it's fine. We don't hate Kansas. It's all going to be okay. Uh, Kansas fans are going to be in for a rude awakening there. But it'll be an awesome atmosphere. If you're an IU fan, it'd be the place to be. I don't doubt that for a second. Bunch of animals. Which also, <laughs> like, uh, Rand Carthen said something publicly about Tennessee fans just responding to every one of their social media posts about Will Levis. Like, who would have thought that Tennessee Volunteer fans would be the biggest pieces of you-know-what online? Uh, I'm shocked. Very shocked. Texter says, hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here. So many people are against going after Keisha Johnson, and yet the majority of those people would say they'd take MKG on this team in a heartbeat. They're essentially the same player, big, strong, and defensive versatility, and they could start a stone masonry business with all the bricks they put up. Hey, oh, scoring a lot of points is fun, sure, but scoring a lot of points and losing because of the defensive efficiency is the most frustrating thing we've dealt with in recent years. We need defense. Give me Johnson. Sorry for the long ones, boys. Well, the Johnson talk. Brad also sent me a nice message saying how much he appreciate appreciate appreciates, excuse me, easier said than done the show. Brad, we appreciate your texts and, and we appreciate your uh, your hypotheticals as well. You make the show more fun. So thank you for the nice message. A texter says, South End Josh here. Roush, when you and the KSR staff are going to start clapping back at these U of L clowns and the ridiculous, childish on three KSR conspiracies. So much false information being thrown around that you all could easily kill with some simple clapping back and putting people in their places. Well, the problem is, South End Josh, is like it's it's a bunch of kind of people on the fringe. Like, I'm not going to get into it with some Barstool Louisville account. What, what good is that going to do? Uh, but you know, I've noticed, too, every, I feel like Louisville, like from the immediate perspective, it's a lot of like 10,000, 15,000 followed accounts, if that makes sense. Like there's not, 
like obviously there's Mike Rutherford, you have your your Manguses, uh, but outside of that, I guess uh, uh, the sheriff. But the rest, it's a bunch of like, I I, I don't know. I, I find it odd that there's so many quote unquote media or accounts or whatever, but like not really that many actual people who are, you know, grinding or whatever. If, I, I I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. Yeah, it's probably it, they. They probably just do a little bit more than you than you know about, because you're not. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't listen to like local radio, and I know you're not reading the U of L blogs and all that stuff. That's true. That's true. And like you know, anybody with a Twitter account gets a radio show <laughs> if you're a Louisville fan. So, um. as as we have a <laughs> as we have a radio show too. Yeah, but we we do real stuff though. We earned it. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, a text. Oh, if, if 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 Twitter accounts got treated the same in like Lexington Radio or something, we would have been doing radio at twenty. You know, like which hell you actually might have been. Come to think, well, of I was it. on WRFL when I was uh, what was that, a sophomore in college, doing the Kentucky Fried Sports Sunday mornings nine to ten. I or was it eight to nine? Or whatever, eight to nine or nine to ten. But it, back then, it was like. Way that early on a Sunday morning? I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And uh, there were a couple times that Stuart Hammer was on the show. And now he, I think he's a WDRB. Mm-hmm. He, that was that guy had some take quakes for sure. And then Cal Piercy, who now works with the Lexington USL team, the professional soccer team in, in Lexington. But yeah, that, those were early mornings. But they had they gave us a radio show, but they made sure that nobody was going to be able to hear us. Which is smart. Oh, uh, one texter on Thornton's text line says, some words are just fire-worthy. Just the way it is, Huggins said one of them. Yeah, and, and we don't have enough time to get into all this again, but like, should some should that be the case? Should you lose your profession and your career and your livelihood because you said a word? I say no. Some say yes. And that's kind of where we're at. But we haven't heard anything updated on Bob Huggins, have we? Not that uh, I no, nothing, no, nothing else came out yesterday. You would think that may mean that, like, he's still going to stick around. He's he's going to survive this potentially. Yeah, because like, what? Why? Why drag it out? You know? Yeah, because if you drag it out and you do it, you know, you you fire him today, tomorrow, or Friday, all you're doing is like bringing all this stuff back up in the news. When the lat, all you want to do is just move on from it, right? You just want it to be quiet. Mm-hmm. So interesting stuff there. Usually the horse won't die. Oh, okay. Somebody that knows more about horse racing than I do for sure. Usually the horse won't die from the sustained injury. It's usually the aftercare. The opposite leg bearing all the weight causes major issues in the horse. For example, a disease called laminitis. Laminitis, yeah. Do you know what laminitis is, Roush? It's what Barbaro had. Uh, oh, was, I okay. found that out in my um, research yesterday. Because he... He got a procedure that worked famously for like one horse in the seventies and he seemed to be taking it, but then he's like, then he got laminitis and all the other legs, no. which I I'm guessing is like some sort of calcium buildup, uh, from over overuse. Gotcha. The texture goes on to say, and after injury, you're talking about 25,000 to 30,000 bills easy. So probably likely more than that, and spe- yeah, I, I don't, I don't doubt all that. Well, and the thing is too is it would actually, uh, if they uh, were able to get the horse to fully recover to stud, then it would definitely be worth it. But it's just like having the 
sustained success, you know, is uh, very, very rare. It's got to, got to, got to bring that along. Got to bring that along. We Ralph, tried to get John Calipari. Uh, Scoots, go ahead. I was going to say, Roush, you went to that horse farm. Is it not possible that they can get what they need from the horse, even if he's hurt? You know, they don't do artificial Legal. insemination. Legal. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, they. It's got to be a live cover. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which also, like, if you think it's like they're treated poorly or whatever, um, like. Yeah, you should see, like, they give them plastic surgery and stuff. Like, they get, like, laser stuff to help with scars. They have PT. That They'll give them the yeah. works if they can recover. Um, but then, you know, it's actually having the opportunity to recover. By the way, we tried to get John Calipari on the show this morning just to share some of his Denny Crumb stories. Because I think Denny Crumb's last win actually came against John Calipari. And John Calipari sent out a tweet with, like, nicer sentiments than Rick Pitino did. Not that that stuff's really a contest, but that at least stood out to me a little bit. Uh, but we were told that since John Calipari's in Denver, the show was too early. But yet, John Calipari was tweeting 30 minutes ago. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's it. I'm definitely going to hold a grudge against that guy for the rest of my life. TJ, I'm Baco to Kansas, not Louisville. It's a weird way to say right, Indiana. It's, uh, I think you're right, Texter. Bo Burnham's Make Happy is a hilarious musical stand-up. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, one of my favorite. He's around our age. I've followed him since he was in high school. Anyways, he uses that word quite a bit in a skit on that special, and it was only five years ago. Highly recommend, but just remember, it's comedy. It's not serious. Yeah, um, it is, that is pretty wild. I, Bo Burnham, haven't heard that name in a long time. He used to do the, the music, was uh, very popular. I'm Bo, yo. Yeah, I was uh, when we like that was early internet days. Yeah, yeah, very early internet. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't off the top of my head. I couldn't think of his famous song, but you're right, the Boyo. I'm Boyo, the real Bostonian. Uh, Kobe, Kobe Brown, Brown, welcome, welcome to, Lexington. to Lexington. I yeah. wish, buddy. I don't think so, but I wish. This might be high taking, but give me Johnson over Livingston next year. This team needs sure things on defense. That said, Brown is so good offensively that he has to be the top priority if available. Yeah, all right. So that's that's the question, TJ. Is it hot takey to want Johnson over Livingston? I don't think it's hot takey. I would lean ask me tomorrow. I may change my mind on it too. I think I'd lean Livingston just because like while I like what Keisha Johnson would bring to the table. And it'd be really good. And I'm totally okay with it. There's a reason why he's not in the NBA. There's a reason why he's been in college basketball for four years. Chris Livingston, there's also a reason why he may go pro. He's got a lot more potential. I think I'd roll the dice with the potential train with Livingston if I if it were between the two and I got to pick. I think and just the familiarity with Calipari and Lexington and what it means to be a UK basketball player and the tough times that come with it. I think I'd lean Livingston, but you can't go wrong with either. And I don't think it's a hot take to say you'd rather have Johnson because you're getting a better defender and a player that's not going to be nearly as, I guess, will be looking to be a focal point. Which if Livingston were to come back to Kentucky, it'd probably be under the idea of like, all right, this can be my last year at UK. I really need to be a first rounder after this year. So I got to show my stuff. Where Johnson's just gonna? What do I need to do? 
guard that guy, I'll go guard him. Y'all need me to crash the boards, I'll go crash him. So it's not a hot take. I just would lean Livingston from a potential standpoint. But I bet people heard me just say all these sentences and probably thought, it sounds like you'd rather have Johnson. Fine with either one of them. I think I'd lean Livingston for the potential, though. What about you? Great text in the show. Great text in the show. This is another good one. I have a bag of Allen wrenches in the garage. Also, you can put an Allen head on a power drill and use that. Same with an interchangeable screwdriver if you're worried about stripping. Uh, I did not know that. And I probably already have another texture says they have hex head bits for screwdrivers and drills much easier and faster than the L-shaped wrench. I bet you already have some in your toolbox. I bet I would almost guarantee I do because yeah. I've got two toolboxes. They've got a ton of stuff in them. I did not know that that was a thing, although I probably should have assumed as much. And uh, thank you, Texers. I'll be sure not to have to spend four hours using that stupid little wrench again. I bet it's also like it. I, I'm sure your toolbox is not the most organized, um, which uh, we're, we're in the process of getting our organizational stuff together. And it's just a, it's a nightmare. <laughs> i've got one toolbox that's in pretty solid shape one that is just a mess but yeah, yeah. That, um, that, i feel like that's usually how it goes right you got one where everything's together and then the other one you just toss all your junk in roush's sketch artist comment yesterday made me actually laugh out loud roush larius oh thanks texer you flatter what? me what was it the funniest thing ever said on this radio show amazing john here yeah what have we got good morning everyone glad it is wednesday already wow the nba playoffs are still on fire with action i'm enjoying the game so far tonight should be on the same level agree with tj so give me the knicks and warriors to hold on tonight and keep those series going tell me where do you rank Jokic when it comes to top players in the nba i would say he's in the top three gotta go talk to you later oh for sure yeah i I would say Jokic. And Giannis have to be in the top three. Who the third is? You do you go the MVP, Joel Embiid, and he's obviously really, really good. Yeah, Luca. That a hot take? Maybe. Maybe he didn't make the playoffs. That's not good. Yeah, but KD, but LeBron. Definitely not but... KD. Definitely not LeBron. Anybody saying those two are just silly, silly billies. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't watch enough to be, uh, to be as dialed in, John. But I'm just gonna say no. Suck it, Jokic. Uh, Texture says Georgia football declines invitation to the White House. Good or bad luck. All they had to do is just say sorry, we're recruiting because that's what the case is. They invited him in June, and June's a huge month. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get it. Very consistent with these takes, whether it was Obama, Trump, and now Biden. Shame on Georgia. There are. I guarantee you multiple players on that team that would you, – you were taking away a lifetime memory from those people. I, I Yeah, Rash, I didn't get the sense necessarily. It was like, we don't stand with your politics. Although when you put it out there like that, everybody's going to automatically assume that. Go to the White House, you goobers, all across the nation. You get invited to the White House, you go. Don't care who what the president it? is. It's the White House. Go. What's funny, though, is like they had uh... – because uh, UConn and LSU, they're going in, like, May. But then they invited Georgia on College Athlete Day in June. It's like, wait, what? Um, so, and also, why they couldn't, couldn't have done this any sooner? I mean, the 
championship game was in January and you're doing it in June. I don't care uh, if it was the worst president in the country, which uh, you go to the White House. <laughs> it's an opportunity for you to to see history, be history, make history, and you, you they'll remember it the rest of their lives. It's shame on Georgia, shame on all the ones that didn't go during Trump. It's, uh, it's silly. Was there considered a cool table at lunch when you guys were in grade school? There definitely was for me, and my goodness, how silly was that? Like, not by definition, but like, you know. You cool wanted to kids, sit with your friends. The, the cool kids thought they were the cool table. But yes, uh, sadly, the dynamics of grade school were pretty ruthless. My, we, we just had one giant long table that like the whole class could sit at. Last Supper style? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All on one side, too. Kentucky Blu-ray here, thinking Cal may know Livingston doesn't go pro. He will transfer and worried about the backlash more from that than just staying in the draft. So he's talking him up to stay in the draft. Ooh, I like the way you think, Kentucky Blu-ray. That's an opinion I hadn't really thought of. And some people thought that, like, with Clutch and, and Cal meeting with Clutch and all that stuff, that, hey, you pump up Livingston, we'll make sure Bradshaw stays with you, everybody's happy. And, you know, I doubt that was it. I would almost agree more with Kentucky Blu-ray than that idea, but it's interesting all the same. I like the name Kentucky Blu-ray. A texture says, I disagree with the no good reason to lie. Being entertaining on a radio show is a great reason to lie. Yeah, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Like, sure. I well, This show could be more entertaining if we just came in and made up stories every day. We, well, sco- we, we, scoots, we could do it. I need you to come in with your best story, your best lie tomorrow, and see if it's good entertaining radio. I'll see what I can put together. Just don't lie when you do trivia, right? Because we're are we? It's tomorrow finally. We finally get the trivia. The big scoots voice we're, back. We're doing it. We're doing it. Whether yeah. y'all like it or not, we're doing it. I agree. With that. We just need to do it. It's time to do it. Yeah. By then, you mean rich horses, right? Not all of them get great treatment. Do they? Sincerely asking. I mean, no, not all of them. Some of them are sent off to different farms in the sky. We're out of time. Everybody have a great, great Wednesday. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, seven a.m. Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. We'll see you then. Okay. You set my soul free like a ship sailing on the sea.